This is One in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am speaking with George Bailey, who's the president of a company called Z-Pods. George, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, I know that my colleague uh, Tracy met you at an event and um, after going to your website and checking out uh, what Z-Pods are, or at least the early part of the story, um, I'm sure you're going to fill in a lot of gaps for me today, but um, man, those are cool and seem super, super impactful for the people that are providing testimonials on your website. So um, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I would love it if you could start by just telling us about yourself your background and um and then maybe getting into z pods and and uh telling a story and tell us your story i promise you Absolutely. i will interject with questions along the way <laughs> i'm not worried about that happy to answer them too uh yeah my name is george and um i my uh, i grew up in california i married in utah to uh, i was married uh, actually a woman that i met on a blind date uh, nice. and we married after three months of knowing each other and wow yes 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 universe we, at work Oh yeah, and uh, we actually celebrated yesterday our 16th uh, wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Actually, one of the fun parts about that was, you know, posting about it on Facebook and, and showing people, you know, hey, this is us when we got married and I, and I look like a little boy, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden this is us right now. And, and I've got my five kids, you know, standing next to me and my wife. And it's, it's very incredible how much, you know, like how fast time goes by. Our oldest son in that picture is Joseph, and Joseph is autistic. And uh, so, he, you know, autism has been a part of our lives for a very long time. And, you know, it's it's actually just really wonderful to be able to raise this boy. He's just great, you know. <laughs> I saw him in the videos. I loved his last question in one of them. Oh, yeah. He was sort of very provocatively said, <laughs> have you ever slept in a Z-Pod? And well, I was like, no, but I want to, that's cool. <laughs> It's so great because he just kind of assumes when he asks, you know, have you ever slept in a Z-Pod? He just assumes like, you know, everybody knows what a Z-Pod's about. Yeah. No, actually, no, not everybody mm -hmm. knows. But, mm -hmm. Well, um, we're going to try to help with that today. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm excited about. It's just kind of getting the word out about the, you know, this idea that we have. We're, we're still very much in our infant stage um, as a business. Uh, we qualify as, you know, what you would call a startup to be okay. sure, you know, and, uh, but Joseph, uh, you know, part of this journey was just kind of, you know, getting to know what makes him tick. And, and one of the things that has always jumped out to me is that, you know, he has a hard time initiating sleep at night. Um, not as difficult as many of the parents that we talk to, but certainly something that sticks out and, you know, where at night we would put him to bed and he would just bounce around his room and, you know, not want to settle down. It was just so fidgety and just so excited. And, and yet, you know, one of the, I think that one of the uh, misconceptions that comes out of the autism community a lot is, well, because these kids don't sleep as much, therefore they don't need as much sleep. And that's totally false. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're finding a lot of ties between kind of how much you sleep and how well you behave the next day, how good you feel, your, your body, your, your mind, how well it operates, how well it absorbs new information. And this is universal you know, uh, autistic children not being an, an exception and yet experiencing exceptional difficulty with sleep. And so Joseph would, um, you know, he, he'd have a hard time settling down. And, and, you know, I didn't really give it much thought because it was not the kind of emergency in our home as it is 
in other homes. I mean, you know, it's like it wasn't really affecting my health, you know, it wasn't affecting my wife as much, you know, but um, at the same time, when I started teaming up with my friends, and this kind of brings you to the Z-Pots part of the story, Yeah. you know, we were looking at these capsule beds that had been created for entirely different reasons. Mm-hmm. If you know what a capsule bed is, it's a bed that is inside of an enclosure and the enclosure is part of the bed. Mm-hmm. And they use them very frequently in hostels and airports throughout Asia. And this is kind of spreading itself to other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, you know, we were bringing them to the United States, kind of thinking like, what else can we use these for? And one of the things that really jumped out for us was the idea that we could, you know, help autistic kids to settle better. Now, I, I balked at this. The reason being that, you know, as an autism parent, I just kind of thought like, well, man, you know, we get sold all sorts of stuff and I don't want to be, you know, uh, just pushing another, you know, thing out there if it doesn't have a substantial difference. And and that's when I started asking a lot of people in the community, like, hey, you know, do you see a need or anything like that? And, and I got actually a lot of positive feedback um, to the effect that, Yes, you know, uh, sleep is a real issue in autism, which to that point, I never had really attributed Joseph's energy, energy at night to autism solidly. But then I started to see, how, oh, okay, I, could, I guess this isn't just my son being a boy, you know, like this is, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, which is I, hard I to wanna, differentiate. Yeah, go ahead. I have a, I want to interrupt just for a quick second. I promised I would, right? I, no, no worries. Yeah. No, <laughs> I had to warn my guests. True to your word. Um, I love it. <laughs> I just wanted to throw, because I think I saw in in one of the videos on your website, which I found really, really engaging. Um uh that is it something like 80 percent of people with autism or at least children with autism also have a uh a sleep disorder or or, it's up to 80 percent and then there's some estimates that go higher there are some that are that um go lower but it's you know it's probably around there it wouldn't surprise me because you know as i've talked with other parents it's universal and i believe that the underlying cause for that is the sensory processing disorder which is found in up to 90 percent of kids with autism and certainly that makes sense in the case of my son you know you could see that he's just obviously in some way uh, from a sensory perspective dysregulated right and so you know for for us the question is well you know does giving them this place where they feel safe is it going to have any sort of an impact but what really sealed the deal by a long shot was when we started our first case study in November of 2019. And there was this kind of um, this convention that we were at and we ran across a mom who saw our bed and she's like, oh my gosh, this would be like perfect for my daughter who's, you know, 13 years old and she has schizophrenia and autism and she sleeps in the closet and I want to get her. Yeah. So it was just like, everything was just like perfect for what it is that we wanted to see, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and yet that being said, we made no medical claims. Yeah, we were really, you know, conservative about it. And, and, and to this day, you know, we, we tell people like, look, we don't know if this is going to, you know, be the silver bullet for your kid. We've just experienced the stories of the kids for whom this has worked. And if you see any similarities, then you may want to give this a try. So we're really careful about that because I don't want to prey on, on parents hopes. And that was like the number one hesitation for me from the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in, pardon me, in now well, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again yeah, when was the beginning how how many years how long have you been um so 
business. I mean, we've been in business for about, uh, you know, three and a half years, okay. but really it was that three years, it was close to three years ago now. I mean, okay. it's two, two, two years, two and a half years and some change that we came across Natalie. And a lot of that building up to Natalie was just market research and just mm -hmm. kind of like getting to know. And we had other projects we were working on. Z-Pods was not our exclusive focus. Um, it really didn't become an exclusive focus until, you know, early 2020. That's when it really started to like, okay, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. But it was Natalie's experience that that really sealed the deal. And that was, she jumped from four hours of sleep a night to over 10. Yeah. And she's held that average uh, from then till now. Mm. I still stay in touch with the family. And that was, watching that was very shocking mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't expect it at all. You know, I just thought like, you know, can you imagine what would happen if she was getting like six or seven hours of sleep? Wouldn't that be a game changer for the right. family? I did not entertain the possibility that it was going to actually put her at what is a normal level for her age group. You know, teenagers I was gonna say, really she's should a teenager, be. Right? So yeah, it's, teenagers it's, should yeah. be sleeping, you know, nine, 10 hours a, a, a day. And uh, I mean, it's different for every kid. Um, but on average, you know, that's not abnormal. Right. And so in any case, once we saw that, that was really the beginning of Z-Pods yeah. right there. You know, yeah. it didn't matter that we were doing all this market research research um, before then. I, I, what really got us kickstarted was that event. And then, you know, subsequently we started working with a lot of families and, and we were seeing similar events with the kids who had similar behaviors at night. Uh, including my own son, you know, who probably sleeps a solid one to two hours um, more than he used to, maybe three. It's, uh, you know, my wife and I, she, I, I give a lower number. She gives a higher number because she's the one who is most likely to hear him up until 11 and 12, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but it, it's one of those things where we do want to understand the science. We don't want to just kind of push this out there. Um, we're actually very motivated right now to do clinical trials because sure. we think that that's super important uh you know, within that community to kind of um the, i don't know it's it's i find that a lot of these parents that they, they don't just accept things on whims because there's so much stuff that's pushed their way you know that they you know it's it's something that you know i want to be able to give them and so we're actually working with some professionals from the thompson center to be able to put together the clinical trials necessary to be able to you know get this done and of course that has the added benefit of making insurance coverage and other funding sources a lot more available yeah because now we have the science behind it and it's not just like you know oh well it helps kids sleep it's well what kids though yeah that's yeah. what I, I want to know like what kids and even like okay well, autistic kids well which autistic kids right right i don't think it's going to be all of them you know? i think um i'm going to stop you there just to pause for a second we're going to take a quick break but you have started and and sometimes answered answer already answered uh, preemptively some of the questions I was going <laughs> to ask you. Um, but I think um, I want to take a quick break and come back. And if you don't mind, I'm going to follow up with just a couple of points that you made um, to reinforce those. But this is all really exciting. And um, and and we'll certainly make sure before the end of the show that we uh, talk about, you know, finding you, finding a Z-Pod, how to get them, uh, what's coming next and, and all of that, and maybe even how to get involved in some of these clinical trials if you're, if you're looking or will be looking at, at any point for that. So um, thank you so much, George Bailey from Z Pods. Uh, this is one in 44, the weekly podcast on um, topics related to awesome autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. We'll be right back. Hey, Joe, I thought you were retired. <laughs> Living on a fixed income is tough. So here I am, an essential worker. I know. I mean, food prices are going up every day. 
Thank goodness for BenefitsCheckup.org. Benefits what? BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free website where people over 60 can find help to pay for food, medicine, even utilities. I got $1,200 a year in benefits. Maybe it can help you. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and today I'm speaking with George Bailey, who's the president of a company called Z-Pods. Um, George, can you remind us, how, how, uh, where can people find you? I assume you're on social media, but also you have a website. Correct. So uh, on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. And on our website, it is zpodsforsleep.com. F-O-R, not the number four, right? Yeah, no, 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 no gimmick. No, no, no we're, we're straight gimmick. shooters here. You know, I don't right, trust Z-Pods them. For <laughs> I just want to also underscore for any listeners who want to learn more about Z-Pods. Um, really, you have a number of really nicely done videos on that website uh, that are short, easy to watch. And um, just in the couple minutes that it took me to watch maybe two or three of them, um, I, I certainly got a sense of what the Z-Pods look like and um, and what families and some of the, the kiddos are saying about um, what the experience has been like for them and how they've been impacted. So, so I definitely encourage people to check out zpodsforsleep.com. Um, okay, George. Here's my 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 line of questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned well. First of all, can you can you just tell us, give us an overview of the bed itself? You know, what size are they? Do you put special emphasis on the comfort uh, or the type of mattress that's in the bed? Um, I know that there's some tech involved, maybe a lot of tech involved in in the in the beds. What's the balance between tech, functionality, and comfort, and how do you make that all work? On. I, I, that's a lot of questions. Let me see if I can kind of take this one down. Um, no, there's <laughs> the question mark at the end of a very long sentence. I'm going to see if I can do that. So uh, the, when we started out, you know, the bed was not originally designed for autistic children. It was just mm-hmm. designed to be a capsule bed. And so you had, you know, just some, you could control the light and the fan system. Um, and, you know, we, we liked that. We liked the simplicity of it. But the, the complexity was really in the structure of the bed, which took three or four hours to set up. And it was very heavy. Um, and so, you know, when, as we started getting this thing off the ground, one of the big questions that we thought is like, well, how can we make this better and one of the solutions was we need to get all of the manufacturing back to the united states and we have to simplify the structure substantially because uh, it was difficult to assemble and it was also just very heavy and so we thought like okay what about you know um if we do convert to an all plastic bed and it does have you know bolts and things like that they keep it stable um and we started working with a factory in minnesota that totally helped us redesign the bed and what was super exciting about what they did and a little bit shocking was that we were redu- able to reduce the um what's it to the assembly time from you know three or four hours down to 20 30 minutes Perfect. And, and, and the very weight. appreciated by families raising yes. a child with autism. Yes. You don't have and four hours to make a bed. <laughs> you don't. You don't. And, and then you have to pay someone or something like that. And, and so we thought that that would be to make it easier for the families to be able to do it. It's a lot more intuitive. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but the weight was about half of what it used to be, mm-hmm. which was a huge deal. Now, that's not to say that it's not heavy because it is a very durable you know, a uh, piece of equipment, each each component, you know, some of them weigh 25 pounds, some of them weigh, you know, about 120 pounds or 90 pounds, you know, so uh, you do need to make sure that you've got 
two people that assemble this, but the thing is that that made it so that we could assemble a lot faster and it makes it more modular so that we can now start building on what goes in the bed. Like, you know, we have lights, we have the fans as before, but now we also have um, speakers, you know, Bluetooth mm-hmm. speakers. So if you want to listen to white noise or some sort of restful track, and, you know, we're in the process of developing an app that goes along with all of this. Nice. Um, so that parents can control from the outside or so that parents can determine the times that any of these components may be turned on, you know, mm-hmm. and that way, that was one of the things that parents told us, like, we want this. And we were constantly listening to parents and, you know, we take a step back, a few steps forward. And, and it was always just this learning experience and listening to them and being responsive and letting, you know, and, and kind of the customer's always right type of mentality. Yeah. So we continue to make that a really important part of our development. Um, you know, the current bed right now, again, it's fan control, light control. You can control the color of the lights and you've got the speakers, but there will be other elements that we're introducing later, which we're very excited about. And some of them I'm not going to quite say on yet. That's okay. You, know, you can have secrets. But the great thing is that um, modifying the bed with time is now going to be a lot easier than whatever it used to be before. If you had a part that busted on the last bed, you basically have to buy the last bed again. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and I own two of the original, you know, uh, made in China versions and they're great. I think that they're wonderful, you know, but um, now, you know, if you have a, a defective part, then we fix that. You know, we have warranties on the bed, a mm-hmm. lifetime warranty, all the, all the plastics, a one year warranty on all electronics. And we make sure that, you know, and they're easy to put right back in. It's not like you have to kind of completely disassemble, disassemble the entire bed. Now, some parts may be a little bit harder to get to than others but it's not like it used to be and that's another like you know kind of sigh of relief you know that in some ways we're simplifying it um and you know trying to make it all the more durable and usable for a kid you know who's you know five six seven years old mm-hmm. um so that's what the bet is like uh, I, I don't know if I answered all those questions. You did. Did. I, did I shy away well, something? There's, there's one follow-up that you may not yeah. have the answer to right now. I don't know. But um, as I was watching those videos and, and hearing you, you talk, I mean, y- you and I both know, as to most of our listeners, that autism is a lifelong um, yes. uh, disability. It's it's uh, it, You do not outgrow autism. And while you may develop, uh, and hopefully I'm sure, you know, everyone continues to grow and develop skills and and interests and um, more independence. One of the things that I think really stays with people for for probably their lifespan is a lot of that sensory sensitivity, whether it's you sort of light on the sensory stuff or really heavy on the sensory stuff. Um, So I'm curious if you've put any thought into eventually creating larger beds um, that an adult can sleep in. We have, and uh, currently the bed fits a standard twin size mattress, which Mm -hmm. is going to fit most people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm six foot two, I fit. Okay. Uh, so it's about six feet, five inches from end to end on the inside. Um, and so, you know, it's not an issue, but, you know, it was really, we actually started thinking about this a little bit more when we were talking to firefighters who are on average, very, very, very tall individuals. And, and we have worked with a few autistic adults as well, uh, you know, because you're always kind of exploring, is there any other community in which you know an enclosed sleep space is actually really helpful mm-hmm. and so there are other communities we look at and even within you know like autism adjacent to autism you have things like adhd ocd schizophrenia mm-hmm. uh, and in all of these circumstances we're finding yeah yeah there's actually a really strong connection and often in those circumstances you've got people with you know sensory processing disorders and as you said 
you don't necessarily grow out of those things. I mean, we all learn to adjust, but that's what we do as a result of being human. Yeah. You know, that's one of our uh, most amazing traits as human beings is that we Absolutely. adapt yes. <laughs> very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I want to accommodate the best I can as well. Right. You know, so uh, the goal is yet yeah, at bigger beds. Let's go there. Yeah. I love it. I'm just going to put my two cents out there because there's a, there's an aspect of adult life um, that I think when people often um, it's it's not I wouldn't say it's a taboo subject, but it's one that some people don't like to talk about. And so I always like to put it put it out there that adults with autism also um, get married and have yeah. families and have spouses um, or or stay in long term relationships with a partner. And the idea that um that family life is so impacted by already what you're doing. You can see in the testimonials that, you know, obviously when anybody who's raised a newborn knows that when your child sleeps more, you sleep more, or at least you feel more relaxed and rested because you know, your child is getting the sleep that they, that they want. And so that's a huge family impact. But another one from a different perspective is, you know, a really beautiful part of intimacy for so many people is being able to, you know, lay in bed together and sleep together and wake up together. And I love that there might be some help for some couples in the future who, um, who want that, but for other reasons, just maybe choose to, to not. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's such an outstanding point because, you know, um, it's kind of, it's one of those funny things that as a society, we've created kind of a need for that. And some couples, you know, they feel the need and, and they derive a lot more kind of joy from that or comfort. And some couples are actually fine not doing it. And a matter of fact, one of the things that you're seeing even in the mattress movement is this kind of bifurcation of the mattress. Yes, the up down. And the reason why it's done is because the fact of the matter is we all have different sleep needs. And I, and I want to kind of make sure that I slip in there the really big picture of what we're trying to do. We're not just mm-hmm. creating a bed. We're creating sleep solutions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because at the end of the day, if the bed's cool, that's great. But you want to see better sleep. That's what we yeah. want to see. And the environment is a critical component, but nobody's really able to quantify the environmental components, which is something we're working on. And I believe we can make possible by having a kind of a constant within a variable heavy, you know, scientific study. Mm -hmm. So by creating a constant, then we can start working on some of the other variables to figure out like, okay, how much light and what kind of light does this person need? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, once you start making a bed that adapts to the individual person, and this is the cool thing, like uh, there's a great book out there. I'm just finishing it up right now called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a British scientist. And in the last 15 pages, I just got to this part and almost like jumped out of my seat. Like I've got to reach out to this guy because he basically starts saying all of the things that I've been saying are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is that your room, your space is going to adapt to you as an individual. Mm-hmm. This is 40 years in the future. This is what's going to be happening. Whether we're part of that remains to be seen. But mm-hmm. I really yeah. feel like this is coming where, you know, you get into your bed, your bed is you're using sensor technology, which we are helping develop right now yeah. uh, with some uh, biomed engineering you know, students at, at Washington University. Right. You know, uh, your bed is going to be able to pick up all of your different sleep patterns and it's going to know what you need as an individual for temperature because have you ever complained that oh you know my wife she oh, it's so hot in here and you know i want it a little bit cooler yeah we've all had that <laughs> yeah that technology is coming mm-hmm. and so we're excited to be part of that push and i yeah. think that we found a very critical component that allows us to be able to measure these types of things with more specificity and i think enclosure uh, it's not important for everybody 
but it is important for at least a large you know community of people oh yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 important and and even preferred you know if that's even that that might become part of it too where it's not you know i can sleep this way but i prefer to sleep in a different way. Um, I, I just think everything you're talking about is really, really cool. I, I love the combination of the coming together of, of data and science and innovation and creati- creativity and applying it to a very sort of underrated, I think, but incredibly important part of everybody, every human person's life. Um, and unfortunately, we have to stop there. But oh, I, I want to thank you, uh, George Bailey from Z-Pods for coming on the show and telling us about about um, these beds and the future and um, and your passion. And uh, I encourage everybody listening to check out zpodsforsleep.com or find Z-Pods on all your social media channels. And um, let's stay connected and hear more about how this is going. And really, everybody check it out because just looking at them, um, they are, even though they're a lot more than cool, they're also just thank really you. cool. <laughs> so thank you. Thank, thank you, George. This has been fun, Eliza. All really right. This is, appreciate you too. Uh, George Bailey from Z-Pods. This is uh, 1 in 44, the weekly pod show, the weekly podcast on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend. 